0: Welcome to the Synergy Mindset Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Gina Johnson. This is the podcast that you come to get your daily personal growth fuel. We've interviewed tons of experts, authors, and inspiring people that have overcome great difficulty, and they will share with you how they had a burning desire to take action and move forward no matter what until they found success. And you can do the same. This podcast today is really near and dear to my heart because I myself had a heart attack at only 34 years of age. And the lack of self care that I had in my life definitely compounded the amount of pain and time that it took for me to heal and be able to return to any type of service to the world. Today we're talking with Marina and we deep dive, she's very vulnerable, into what motherhood is like when it's not what you expected. We talk about things like postpartum depression, what happens when your self-care tanks and you take care of everybody but yourself. We even have a great spiritual conversation for those of you that are open-minded about different beliefs. We talk about a little bit of everything. So come on in, grab a coffee, go for a run, and everything will be linked at the show notes for you at SynergyMindsetCoaching.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the community. Come on in and check out our daily personal growth Facebook group. It's a closed community so that you can share what it is that you're working on. Are you trying to improve your marriage, lower your stress, get rid of some of the guilt and overwhelm in your life? Clean up your home a little bit, put some organization in place, have a little more self care. Whatever it is, choose simply one or two things that matter to you and come visit us at Daily Personal Growth. It'll be linked in at the show notes for you. And you can share your journey with others and support each other. Without any further ado, let's jump into the interview. Welcome to the Synergy Mindset Coaching Podcast. Mindset Monday. Today I am talking with Marina Pearson all the way in Spain. She's a mommy boss, entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, and she hosts retreats from her home in Spain. She is helping moms to ditch the stress and find joy. Welcome to the show, Marina.
1: Thank you so much, Gina. How are you doing?
0: I am fantastic and so happy to have you here on the podcast. Could you start by telling everyone a little bit about your life today so they could get to know you?
1: Sure. I live on the east coast of Spain in between Valencia and Alicante in the small town called Javier. There's about 35,000 people that live here. And then it gets very, very busy in the summertime with lots of holidaymakers. Uh, It's beautiful here. There is a wonderful uh, climate. It's winter now and we're at 20 degrees Celsius, which I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but Anybody that's listening in can check that out. Um, And it's just beautiful. We've got the sea, we've got the mountains, um, lush green, great bars, great restaurants. So couldn't really ask for more. And it's really, you know, in line with where I am right now in my life, which is a lot of peace and tranquility. So I have a son who's four years old and my journey into motherhood was quite I would say, brutal. I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. You know, I've always been a bit of a go-getter and take action and move forward and do, and do things. And when I, gave, when I gave birth to him, I found myself in a very different situation, which was very much um, not being able to do the things I could do before. I had very unrealistic expectations about what was possible for me at the time. But now, as I am divorced uh he spends six months out of the year in the states in austin texas with his dad and i spend that time working on my projects and they include anything from working with mums in business and work you know and demanding jobs to help them what i would consider i guess is known as work-life balance but it's more to do with um creating more time and space for their well-being because of, I've often found that especially first time mums tend to give to everybody else other than themselves. And they've, they've got very, you know, they've got boundary leaks everywhere. They often don't want to confront conversations that need really need to be had in terms of um, what they want. They're not clear on that either because everything's just been turned around and they're not quite sure where they're at. Um, But not only that, you know, there are moms who've been living that way for a really long time and they just don't know how to live another way. So um, I really love working with this type of woman because they are raising the next generation and I know how much it takes to raise a child and also juggle work. And so um, the other things I do, I have properties um, I've invested in, I have startups that I've invested in. I have uh, assets that bring in money so I don't need to work. But then there are you know passion projects like my podcast The Joy of Being and I've just finished editing my book today. Uh, so it's now at the publishers and and we're we're in the design stage. so it's come that's being released in um, April of 2019 um, and it's called the Joy of Being Supporting hardworking Mums to stress less and live more. So yeah, I, I'm just kind of, it's really interesting to me the way life unfolds. You know, I don't know what I'm going to create um, at any given moment, and then suddenly I have a spark, an idea that that then comes into fruition, then gets manifest, and then it's out there. So that's how the book was birthed. That was how the podcast was birthed. Um, that's how my son was birthed. That's how you and I were birthed. Um, we were all an idea once. I just find that absolutely fascinating. Uh, if I'm not experimenting with investments, I'm kind of off doing a passion project somewhere. Um, I love to sing. I am actually, I sing in a rock choir, which is kind of fun. I'm probably the youngest in there, which oh, is yeah, <laughs> kind true. of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably the only one that actually has dark hair. The rest of them are kind of tinted blue or, you know, <laughs> pink. <laughs> Um, but they're really lovely people and we always have a good time. And, you know, I love to take my little puppy for a walk. We just got a new puppy back last year. Uh, there's such amazing walks that we can do here. So to be honest, I really like, if I look back, like if, if I was me five years ago, I would consider this to be living my dream life right now. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds amazing because I'm telling you here, it's two degrees in the morning and it's cold and oh, it just sounds wonderful where you are both location wise and mentally right now.
1: Yeah, it's a good place.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your own personal experience. I think you're the most diverse mom that I've met with <laughs> everything that you've just shared from you know being creative, going through a divorce, um, sharing custody of a child, which is always hard transatlantic yeah yeah it's beautiful and I'm not sure which way to unfold now do you want to go into what you came to share or do you want to talk just a little bit more about all the different pieces that you've been going through in the last five years
1: well that's really interesting because it's I it's it's um the journey I've been on um it's very relevant to the work I do with moms and You know everything that I've been through I kind of have seen through an experience so you know back five years ago I guess I was um in a very different place to where I am today um I was stressed I was living in a small town called Hertfordshire which is just outside of London um the town is called Ware and um It was crazy because at the time I really wasn't wanting to have anything, you know, like I had just inherited some money. um, But yet, and I was just about to get married, I just released my first book called Goodbye Mr. X. And that was doing really well. And yet I felt absolutely empty. I felt um, stressed all the time. I felt like, you know, every morning I woke up, it felt like I'd been hit by a truck. I wasn't actually very present to my life at all. And I just was in a, you know, kind of in a very busy mode. And I, uh, I'd always lived this way. Um, And so I'd never known anything different, until I came across a beautiful quote by a man called Sidney Banks, who um, was a Scottish welder, and he had an epiphany about life and how we experience it. And basically, it said something like this, and in this game of life, we all search for ourselves. And when I say self, I'm talking about the inner self that created life in the first place. So if you're looking for love, if you're looking for peace, or if you're looking just to have a tranquil, um, loving life, what you're really searching for is yourself. And it really struck me because at the time, I thought I was searching for clients. I thought I was searching for success. I thought I was striving for... um, the big deal you know and what I realized was is that actually all of those moments that I've been looking to find joy or success outside of me as in in my circumstances uh, actually I was searching to come home to myself now at the time I didn't really know what that meant I kind of had an understanding like a Sort of a knowing, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, you know something, but it wasn't necessarily something that was, I could relate to it in giving you examples. And, but something struck me in seeing that quote on Facebook. And I got curious about it because I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I don't really know what it means, but I kind of understand where that's going. So I started to just it piqued my interest and I and I just got curious about who'd posted it up there. And I saw that it was um someone called Jamie Smart. He'd written a best selling book. And so you can imagine at the time I was like, oh my god, he's written this best selling book, it's doing really well, it's not mine's so crap, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And I kind of went into the comparison piece. And I realized that um there was probably something i could learn from him so i i at the time it was actually at the time i was just about to quit everything that i was doing because i wasn't making any money um i didn't think anything was going to be successful wasn't enjoying the journey and i just actually gave i just assumed that the way i was feeling had something to do with everything that i was doing mm-hmm. but what i've later found out is that correlation doesn't mean causation in other words We can't assume that whatever you're doing is actually giving you that feeling. And so it may look that way, but I've come to see that it actually doesn't work that way at all. Um, And so my frame of reference at the time was very outward. So I wanted to be seen. I wanted to feel... understood I wanted to feel heard I wanted to be famous I wanted and it was very coming coming from a very egotistical place mm-hmm. so what would happen is is I would keep striving and of course when you strive what you're really saying is I don't want to be where I am here today I want to be somewhere else and the somewhere else is usually a destination in the far distant future that you can never get to because the feelings that you crave or that you want to feel don't come from the destination, they come from inside of you that you can experience right now. But I didn't really understand that or get that until I saw this quote. As I said, it piqued my curiosity. I contacted this coach. We then had a chat. He made no sense to me, but (laughs) I started to have insights. Um, I then decided I'd go into his seminar. And then it was just an unfolding from there on in. And um, I kept having plethora of insights that were very um, revealing to me about my own behavior and about how I'd been living and how I didn't want to live that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And so what was amazing about all of this, that literally from the moment I came across the what they coined as the three principle understanding, I went from not having any clients to running workshops. Now, this is something I'd always wanted to do. And I knew that I would be really good at it. But it seemed every time I wanted to run a workshop around heartbreak, nobody wanted to come. And then I was like, well, actually, what if I just, you know, showed up and shared what I know with with the group of women that I love to work with, which is women in business. These are the women that I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And what if I could share my insights into wisdom with them and how that can really help them in business? So it kind of went from there. And. The last four years have really been honing in on what is it that I really want to share. Um, And I've made some massive mistakes. Like I've made some huge mistakes with regards to my message and who I've signed up as a client and what I'm offering. And yeah, like it's it's been quite messy because I had just a lot of erroneous um, beliefs around um, what people were wanting to buy and, you know, it was coming from a place of, like, I know what they want as opposed to, actually, let me listen. Let me really listen to what they need. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been a, um, an interesting journey with that regard. And so when it came to writing this book, um, The Joy of Being, I was umming and ahhing. I was like, no, it's going to be for people in business. And then it was like, no, it's going to be for women. And then, And then I was just like, it makes sense all of the stories in there are about my son all of the stories in there are you know um, kind of related to my pregnancy and the insights that I've had and the majority of the women's stories in the book are actually that all of them are mothers so I was like well it makes sense I suddenly realized that actually this was super appealing to me and that I really wanted to, to to sort of work with with mums and 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 it's crazy because often the answer is just right there in front of you and it has been all the time you've just not seen it right so I've been hosting a podcast called the joy of being since April of last year and that is for mums and you know um from business and beyond who want to be able to um unplug and light up with insight so it was staring me right in the face. It's just insecurity, doesn't allow Now you just see things clear. So I was like, actually, no, this is who I really want to serve. I want to serve hardworking mums who type A personalities just like me, who want to get stuff done, but are very frustrated about the lack of time that they have. And of course, they end up not looking after themselves. So they give to everybody else. They tend to be very kind. Um, but they also have been growing up with... Um, beliefs around what it is to have difficult conversations with people, um, what it is to have, you know, um, a little bit of like um, how we grow up as women, you know, women don't get angry, um, you know, good girls don't cry, whatever it might be that the beliefs that they have. And I was like, actually, yeah, like this, this is really, really, um, this is very much resonating for me right now. So um, in essence, you could say that the journey that I take them on is very similar to the one that I've been on, which is from not really looking after myself at all. Like I used to be anorexic. Um, I used to drink way too much, eat, not eat, not not eat very well. Um, but it all came hit home when I um, got pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm actually, in fact, after he was born, because um, I was super depleted. And I, um, yeah, I I, I didn't cope very well for the first year, I I really, really, really struggled. Um, I was crying, I I couldn't, I was like, where is Marina? Where's she gone? You know, and I never really sort of considered that that um, I had postpartum depression, until recently when speaking to somebody about postpartum depression and I was just like oh wow okay so yeah that sounds very similar and 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 um but I came through it and I came out of it the other end and one of the things that I have had to really learn in the last two years is to take care of me yeah. and I know it's an ongoing journey but we're not taught it necessarily and um Anyone that has a profile of go-getting, um, generous with others, will definitely take. Will definitely not be taking care of themselves. They will be taking care of everybody else, other than them, and feel guilty if they do because they see it as a huge indulgence. Which is, in my head, it's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. However, in their head, it makes sense because it used to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of insights that I've had around self care and one in particular which I kind of comes to mind I remember I love I love to travel and I love to uh at the time I was doing a lot of seminars but one in particular that was doing a training for the year and I had to go back to London a lot because I I was I was now living in Spain and um and so on one of these trainings I started to have really big pangs of guilt that I wasn't with my son because at the time my ex we're still married, but he, I think he was on business somewhere. So my little one was spending time with his nanny and she was sending me photos of them and, you know, her and her boyfriend on the beach and what have you. And just suddenly had this kind of feeling like, oh my God, you know, that should be me. I should be the one there. And I was beating myself up about this throughout the day and the training. And there was a mum there who said to me, well, had you considered that actually looking after you is is looking after Leo. And I just really did not understand that. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, that I have no understanding of what you're saying to me right now. That doesn't make any sense. That's like, I'm being super selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it was actually towards the end of the day when we put on a recording of this Scottish welder, Sydney Banks. And he talked about bringing the feeling home. And I don't know if he said this, but this is what I heard. And what I heard was, all you need to do is bring the feeling home, and that takes care of everything else. And what I heard was, if you take care of you, that will take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, all of that thinking, you know, the insecurities, the all of that noise just fell away. And what I felt was this feeling that he was talking about. And if you're listening and thinking, what feeling? We've all felt it at one point or another. It's like that place of like ah you know, you take a deep breath and you're like ah I'm home. That's kind of what I heard, and then it kind of occurred to me that there was some truth in that, that looking after me because if I'm if I'm looking after me, Leo is obviously seeing that he's my little one. Um, I'm far better in terms of patience and everything else when I'm when I've slept well, when I've um, when my body feels good, when I have energy. And so um, I started, and interestingly enough, I started to do things that I would never have thought of myself to do. So I started um, booking in massages twice a week. I, uh, also, you know, I would go to yoga, but, um, I also started to get myself checked out and we found a lot of parasites and bacteria in my gut, which is why it was depleting me of lots of energy. Mm -hmm. So we did a massive cleanse there. Um, I was in Bali at the time and I went and did some colonics for the first time and I just started to clean my system out. And you know, two years later, where I am today, yes, there are moments when my energy does feel depleted. But the the consistency of that has completely shifted. So, you know, my body's probably going through a change right now. But the thing is, is I go to my kinesiologist. You know, every every two you know every two weeks, um, I go and get my massages. Um, I do my walks with my puppy. I'm really into nutrition, so I I I don't eat gluten. I don't eat, and you know, I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy, and um, I avoid sugar. So, what's very interesting about all of this is that it's not something that I sort out. Like it's not something that I went. Now I've got to make myself do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was more a natural occurrence of the quietening down inside. So. I realise that when we get still and when we get quiet and we spend more of that time in that state of meditation that we attempt to get to through meditation, we just make better choices. Our level of, of awareness goes up and we just tend to make better choices. Now that's not to say that all the choices I make are a hundred percent in my favor, as in, you know, I drink wine, um, and I know there are things that I probably do do that are not the best thing for me. But in general, you know, I'd say there's like an eighty percent of taking care of me and twenty percent of the, the other, you know, yeah. the occasional getting turning off the tracks. But um, but it hasn't been something that 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 I would say. Oh, I went out and consciously changed everything. It, it, it's been a gradual letting go. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I would love, you know, that's kind of what I love sharing with my clients is, um, that there is a space within that we can all access if we slow down. And if we give it, give it, give ourselves a chance to, to really listen. And as I write in my book, there are two worlds that we're constantly living in the spiritual world And the human world, the material world, you know, the spiritual world is what Sydney Banks referred to as the inner self. So the very thing that made life in the first place. And I had this insight about that when I got when I was pregnant with my son, because my attention went down to my belly. And I thought, hang on a second, I'm not actually creating Leo. Mm -hmm. Something else is what is that? and it then kind of dawned on me it was like oh my god it's god like not as in god with the staff and you know what they picture in um the bible but more like this unit the god you know the great orderly design the grand orderly design that designed everything so the trees the sun the universe that's all one energy and then i saw that we're not separate from it it was a really huge insight that I had to go and sit down for like at least an hour just to contemplate on what I just actually seen. So it, it it's kind of me it given me a whole different perspective on, on our identity um, and who we think we are as opposed to who we are um, and what's possible for us. So the, the understanding that, that, um, we're all God, and that we all come from that same energy was was really quite something for me to see. And you know, I um, I found that that as insights have come up, and we all have, have this capacity for insight. By the way, um, this is how we learn to walk and talk. That these insights are are like updating our system, so they're self correcting. It's self-correcting. So um, I'm sure there are things that used to make sense to you to do, and that now just make no sense for you to do. Like for me, you know, in my 20s, it made sense to go out and party and take drugs and have a fun time. Mm -hmm. But now that just doesn't make sense to me anymore. I don't even think about it. In fact, you know, the same could be said of buying alcohol. I don't really, I used to like have to buy it every single day. And now it's an afterthought. Like I'll, I'll go to the supermarket. I won't even think about buying a bottle of wine mm-hmm. unless I'm going to a party or something. So, it seems to me that that these insights kind of help all of that insecure thinking fall away. Um, and as 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 that falls away, it's not to say that you won't feel insecure. You become the observer, which is who we are, the observer of the thoughts, because we're not our bodies and we're not our thinking. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, so it, it's almost like um, a relief to know that I don't have to go and sit in meditation to experience what innately happens know in, in um, already. yeah. so that's what I love to share with my clients because it gives them a, it's a massive paradigm shift. Because they're so tired of searching for 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 what they're looking for in the wrong place, mm-hmm. um, if they could understand that that they already have everything that they need, mm-hmm. and have an experience of that, that really does shift things enormously.
0: I find this interesting because my Facebook live today is about this and. I myself believe in the God in the Bible and that I'm able to receive communication from there. And I'm wondering in the context of God to you, do you have any sort of connection out of you where you can like see or hear things that are leading you in the direction that you go? Oh yeah. And we all have this capacity, you know, um,
1: and as I said, like, you know, there are two worlds we're living in. The one is the spiritual and the other one is the human. And the human is what, the, where we, the spiritual is what created the human. Yeah. So the spiritual meaning that we are, we exist because of the spiritual world we come from. Mm-hmm. And the human experience is, is a bit more messy.
0: Oh, so much more messy. <laughs> oh
1: my! It's the ego, but that's not to say <sighs> the fact that we can actually experience life. Cause if it's just spiritual, we wouldn't be able to experience Yes, yeah, right. that we have the body the mind sex pleasure um the gift of thought uh-huh. and consciousness is is and mind is is a wonderful these three three principles are wonderful because they they create the experience yeah. that we're in and without it we wouldn't be able to experience anything we have to be in this body to experience gravity mm-hmm. so and and to ha- pleasure pain sounds Um, you know taste all of that Um, so um, going back to your question because I felt like there was a bit that I hadn't shared Mm -hmm. going back to your question about God yes um, and and, you know I've seen that every single religion um, talks about this energy and just talks about it in a different way. So, yeah. you know, if you're a Christian, you talk about God. If you're Muslim, you talk about Allah. If you are uh, Jewish, you know, you'll have, I can't, uh, Abraham. Yahweh, Abraham or Abraham. Yahweh or, Your and then Buddha, you know, and, 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 but, but um, I don't necessarily um, go to church or I just, I just um, know that there is that we are the intelligence that exists because we're made from it. And I'm not saying that from a place of, Oh yeah, well that's, you know, cause we're better. It's not that it's, it's more to do with like, yes, there is an internal guiding system. It's our internal GPS system that guides us. Some of us, um, hear it. Some of us see it. Some of us, um, get sensations in, in the body. Um, some of us um experience it as a voice outside some of us experience it as a voice inside um so it, i don't know if it's necessarily the same experience for everybody mm-hmm. and i can only talk about myself which is my experience of it is a voice okay i've i've i have a voice and then i have um yeah i've, I've had visuals as well like visuals that come to mind in my head about Mm -hmm. the the insight shows up and I have a visual okay yeah Mm
0: -hmm. I'm so fascinated to be able to talk to you about this because I have people that email me and they're like well I really like being a part of this community but I'm not Christian but I want to know more about exactly what you're sharing so I know there's enough people listening that are going to really be excited to hear this different perspective hope than so. mine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you see, all religion points to the same thing. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that all these religious wars are just based oh. on ego. Um, and this is what we do. You know, the human experience is, is usually defending our reality. And that's what all of these wars have been about, is defending my God is better than yours. But it's actually not true. We're just talking about the same God. We just have different names for it.
0: And from what you're saying, I experience the same things. I also see visions and I've had enough come true that I really have a deep faith now in in knowing when I receive mm. one. Um, and I've heard yeah. things as well. So I do think you're right. There's multiple outlets, inlets. It's not just one. I have deep faith in it too. And...
1: Um... But I also realize and 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 can see that I get impatient. So um, yes. I'm kind of one of those women that like stands at the bus stop and goes, "Okay, when's it coming? I might just get a taxi if it's if it's way too late." Um, and that's and I've noticed this about myself actually, where maybe there is a holding pattern for about a year, two years, yeah, and I'm okay. sitting there going, "What? The, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to?" And I just haven't got the message yet, and so I piss about, you know. Um, <laughs> exploring other avenues and then kind of realize like today. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you a prime example of this actually. So at the beginning of this year, I had no idea what was going to happen. And this is a really interesting shift from the usual, Oh, okay. I I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to do something. Um, and at the beginning of this year, I, it it occurred to me that my friend needed some help with her personal finances. So I said, okay, well, let me share with you something I created last year. So I created this spreadsheet and on the spreadsheet, there is a one pager for my personal finances. It has the budget and then it has the categories that I I spend. Mm -hmm. And then every month I just plug in my numbers. And so I have a understanding of the money I spent last year what I invested, where it went, and what a deficit I now have and what I need. And you know, how much money I need to make this year in order for me to kind of counterbalance the outgoings with the ingoings. I know my numbers completely. But it wasn't always that way. Um, I didn't had no idea what my numbers were. I didn't know where we were going, where we were navigating from and to. So in the end, I said to her, look, let me let me show you this. This is this is what I created for me. It's super simple, super basic. It's like 101 dummy for finance, you know, personal finances. <laughs> and she loved it. And she'd been stuck for about two months attempting to sort her, her numbers out. Within two hours, we'd got her categories down. She had created, she started plugging in her numbers. A huge, huge breakthrough for her. And I suddenly thought, well, could this be useful for other people? Yeah. So I just put a note out on Facebook and now we have eight people signed up to the training.
0: Right on.
1: Now, yeah, like that. And so I finished my book off today. I sent it off and literally after I sent it off, I just had this huge urge to write down to, to, to create an online course for mums, which is all revolving around creating more time and space for their self-care. Because one of the big things that they talk about is I don't have the time for it, oh, yeah. which is rubbish. They just oh. don't prioritize the time for it. So it's, it's a combination of, I don't, I don't really like to talk about time management, but you know the truth about time, how we can expand it, how we can um, shrink it, um, our productivity, our effectiveness... And then talking about self-care and what goes on behind why we don't do it and why don't we prioritize it and, and breaking through those, those sorts of um, myths and so forth and so on. And so I literally know where the modules, know what they're called. Um, I'm going to put another shout out and see if anybody would be up for doing the beta test. And so it was just suddenly this thing of like, oh, okay, there's clarity here now. And I can trust that. So I just need to now take the steps to see if anybody's interested. And it's and it's just very interesting to me how the creative, the, the that it just unfolds. Like I had no idea that I was going to create a podcast last year. Yeah. You know, I had no idea I was going to do that. I had no idea I was going to create this course this year. I have no idea what I'm going to be up to in six months time.
0: Most people are terrified to be in that space. But when you get to that space, it's kind of exciting, isn't it?
1: It's where the magic happens. It's where you stop, the little mind stops being like, oh my God, what am I supposed to be doing? To, okay, I'm showing up. What do you want me to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was your TED Talk the same way? Had you planned that or did it just unfold? Oh, yeah, so...
1: No, this is just very very funny. Actually, it's actually a chapter in my book where I talk about do we need to set goals or not. And I just sort of say, look, if you if you want to set a goal, do. But let you know, I'm going to share with you that it can't give you a feeling of happiness. So, the TED talk, interestingly enough, one of the, the examples that I shared in my book was this very thing where I I don't know about you, Gina. I don't know if you've experienced this, and you probably have actually, but um, whereby you have a fleeting thought, you kind of go, oh, that would be nice. Mm -hmm. And then you forget about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that it's
1: somehow, it's not a process. It's not a strategy. It's not a technique. It's just something that I've observed that makes manifestation really quick so when you've got nothing on it, like when you've got, when you're not attached to it happening, when you just think, oh my God, that would be really cool. And that's exactly what happened here. So I literally went, that would be great. I'd love to do a TEDx talk. Didn't think more about it. I then was part of a speaker's um, club and one of the ladies there was saying, look, she got up. She said, look, I'm, I'm hosting a TED TED group, as in I would love to get some speakers into the TEDx. Um who would love to be, who'd like to sign up? And I went, I'd love that. I'd love to do that, thanks. And that was literally like a week later.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is incredible.
1: Hmm. And, you know, I I can give you countless examples. And one of them was getting on British national television. Like, that that to me was like the most funny out of the lot. I said years ago, I'd love to be on, on national television. And the thing is, is... Um, in May of 2015, I was sitting, no, I think it was, yeah, April 2015, I was sitting in my flat in London, um, after kind of coming back from Bali where my son was born and, you know, l- going, oh my God, I'm, I'm, i just think I'm like I'm so tired and watching ITV this morning, which is like one of the morning programs, and I was like, oh, it would be so cool to be on this program. I okay. <laughs> didn't think much more about it. Um, and I went off to Lanzarote on a retreat. While on this retreat, I get an email from a lady I'd met years back going, um, would you like to come on ITV this morning? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Um They're looking for somebody to talk about infidelity. And I was like, well, I'm in Lanzarote, and I'm still breastfeeding my son. I don't think I can come Anyway, I faffed around with yes, no, yes, no, and I thought, you know what? Um, if I can get on a flight tonight and then come back tomorrow, why not? So that's exactly what happened. I got a flight that evening. It was a four-hour flight. They met me at Heath- They met me at Gatwick. They 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 uh, taxied me to the hotel. Um, they then came to pick me up at seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. I drove into London got my makeup put on and then before I knew it I was on this this morning set being interviewed by uh Philip Scolfi and Amanda Holden who are very famous in the UK and then before I know it I am back in a taxi (laughs) back on a plane and back to my son so it was the most bizarre experience that I've ever experienced I've ever had um but yeah
0: that that's kind of that's yeah <laughs> I have chills I have goosebumps listening to that story I'm so sad that we're running out of time you've just taken us into so many beautiful personal stories and been so vulnerable oh if anyone's just jumping in now you're listening to Marina Pearson you can find her at www.MarinaPearson.com can you share anywhere else people can connect with you Sure. So, um,
1: on Instagram at Marina Pearson, um, obviously I have the podcast, so you can, um, go to com slash podcast. Um, we've got about, uh, 41 episodes so far. Um, by the time you probably access it, God knows how many more there will be, but, um, we, we launch, we have one every week. Um, and, uh, yeah, um I'm available on Facebook. Just reach out to me or you can just email me at marina at marina dot com. Um oh and yeah, there's a there's a I created a joy catalyst scorecard which basically uh, shows you where joy is missing and how how you can fill the gaps. So it just shares with you um different areas where you can actually um yeah you, you can you can just kind of give yourself a, a, a cut a score as to where you are on joy richter scale um yeah and then on my home page there are some free downloads that you can also access to so there's lots of ways to to find me and to but the best thing is just to drop me a note and go hey hi listen to the podcast i loved it um or not as the case may be <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. I'll link everything at synergymindsetcoaching.com, Marina Pearson, and just the last two questions is to share your favorite book and podcast with us, please.
1: So, one of my favorite books is um The Missing Link by Sydney Banks. It's so beautifully written. It's just a stream of consciousness and it's just wonderful. Just succinct and just life-changing. Um, And the podcast I love to listen to is um, More Teas, Less Whiskers by Dean Jackson. Very cool podcast around marketing. He is an absolute genius when it comes to marketing and business. Um, Yeah, love it.
0: Did you say More Teas, Less Whiskers? More Teas,
1: Less Whiskers.
0: That is the coolest podcast I've ever heard of. I got to check it out just for that name. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for spending so much time with us today. Would you like to share any parting words of guidance as we say goodbye?
1: Yeah, like, just, you can relax, you know. We're so used to not relaxing. We're so used to kind of thinking we've got to control everything. But you don't need to. Um, Yeah. Your internal GPS system will take care of you and, and take you where you need to go and will let you, you know, um, we all are, ju- to be honest, our job really is to just follow the breadcrumbs, the signposts, the nudges, the whispers, the, that's our job, yeah, I think, to just keep on being nudged and, and poked by um, our wisdom and the voice of guidance that we have.